0: Hello and welcome to the Crystal Clear Podcast. My name is Crystal and I am a homeschooling mother of six children. I live in Texas and this is the way that I um, help others to overcome challenges. This is the reason I have this podcast. Um, My goal is to give you tools and insight and encouragement to overcome whatever challenges that you are facing. So today I want to talk about... Uh, teaching, or training, or equipping, Um, some people call it discipling, or training your children for life, for the life that's ahead of them, and giving them a foundation. And one of the ways, one of the main ways that I do that, and that we, my husband and I, equip our children with a foundation for life, is by going to a book of wisdom. And we read it with them, and we don't just read it with them, we discuss it with them, we think over it with them. We teach them how to think for themselves by using the book of wisdom. So, the book in particular that I'm talking about is one of the many books that is in the library. Um, The Bible is a library of books, it is not just a book, it is a vast library of many books that are written by many authors over the span of thousands of years, uh, many, many centuries. And um, I believe it's about 40, around 40 different authors. And yet the book is cohesive and it has a central theme, which is the incredible thing about the library of books in the Bible. But the book I'm talking about today is Proverbs. Proverbs and that is called the Book of Wisdom. And so I want to walk you through what it's like every day when I am having a morning um, discussion time, training time with my children, uh, as we sit around and we discuss and we talk about the Uh, truths or the things that we are reading in the book of wisdom of Proverbs. Proverbs is the sayings of the wise. And so what a better way to give your kids a foundation than to teach them to go to the book of wisdom, the sayings of the wise. So I want to walk you through that Um, every morning whenever we are getting our day started, um, getting ready for the day, we come together in the living room. And we sit together, the children and I, and we go through a chapter of the Proverbs because there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So there's a chapter for every day of the month. And so you can start over when it's the first day of the month and you go through the first chapter of Proverbs, second day of the month, second chapter, and so on. And so you never run out and you get to redo it each month if you want to, um, unless you choose to go to a different type of reading But for us, we go over the chapter that matches the day in the Proverbs. So, since today is the second day of the month when I'm recording, um, what we did this morning was the second chapter of Proverbs. And so, I'm going to just walk you through how we would do a um, a family reading time together. So, in the morning, um, I would come, you know, come with my Bible to. sit with the kids in the living room, and I open it up and, and tell them what we're going to read for the day. And then I ask them some questions. I ask them questions before just to review their memory. I ask them questions during the reading. I ask them questions after. And questions will cause them to think about the things I'm asking. Even if they don't out loud answer me, the questions will cause them to think and to think deeply about certain things, which is what I want. So today, when we came to our reading time, I asked the question, who wrote the book of Proverbs? And as we've gone over this before, they said, King Solomon. And I said, who was King Solomon? Because I want them to know uh, why they read what they read, why they think on these words. So I said, who was King Solomon? And they said who he was and that he was the wisest man who was proclaimed to have ever lived. He had the most wisdom. And so I went on to explain to them, as I have before, that he was the man who basically got one wish. You know, they make movies uh, for kids about the genie who is in some bottle who they rub the lamp. They rub the lamp and the genie comes out and gives them a wish or three wishes. But I told the kids God actually did give one man a wish, any wish he wanted, anything he wanted. God said to him, Ask me for what you will, and it will be granted to you. And Solomon thought about what he wanted and he asked God, because he was a king and he wanted to rule the people well, he asked God to give him wisdom so that he could rule with wisdom and make the right choices. And God said, Because he asked, without selfishness for his own self, but because he asked for the sake of others, God would give him all things. He gave him all wealth and all the worldly goods that he could he could handle, and even more, he gave him an abundance because he asked for something that wasn't selfish, and the motive of his heart was good and right. So God said, I will give you what you've asked for, which is wisdom from heaven, but I will also give you all other things." which he did. He was the wealthiest man of his time, and he was so wise that other kings and queens would travel in those days in the ancient times um, when you had to travel in a caravan. So they would travel the world in caravans from the east to come and see if it was actually true that Solomon was as wise and as rich as everyone said he was. And they found when they got there that he was. Even the Queen of Sheba, who was very wealthy, came to see if it was true that Solomon was rich and wise. And so when she came to see him, she ended up giving him a great amount of wealth from her treasury because she was so impressed with him, and I'm sure that everybody wanted to be an ally. So this is what I was telling the children this morning. And I said, this is the book that we are reading from. This book was written by that king, Solomon, the wisest man of the ancient world, and he had a revelation of wisdom from God. It was a gift, and so he wrote this book, and what a gift to us that we actually have it in our hands, that we can read it for ourselves in our language, and that it has been preserved for us, and that... We can read it, and so we should take advantage of this and read it every day, and we should think on it and ingest it. And I told the children, I said, if you read the words of the scripture, and you just read them, and you don't think on them, and you don't internalize them, and you don't ponder them. It's like chewing up food that you're going to eat for a breakfast. Chew your food and then you go spit it in the trash. As soon as you you chew it, you spit it out and it won't go into your body and it won't become a part of you and it won't do you any good. You'll still be hungry and you won't have any fuel. And that's what it's like when you read the words of the Bible, but you don't ponder them and think on them and meditate on them because the thinking on it And the meditating on it is the chewing of the food and the swallowing of the food. And then it goes to the heart and it becomes a part of you. And so a lot of people wonder why if you just read the words and go on with your day that it doesn't change anything. But if you think on it and you commit it to the mind and you meditate on it and consider what it means, then it will become a part of you and it will transform you and it will make you wise. So... That's what I tell the children. That is why we are reading this book. It's why we read the book of wisdom, because it's from the king, who was Solomon, who was the wisest man of the ancient world. And we have it, and we read it, and we apply it to our lives. So that's the preliminary to the chapter that we read. And today we read chapter two. So I'll go through that with you now. And hopefully you can do this with your children. Um... Because it will be the foundation for their lives. And getting daily wisdom is what they need. So Proverbs 2. My son, if you accept my words and you store up my commands within you, turn your ear to wisdom, apply your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out and you cry out to God for insight, and you cry out to God for understanding, and you say, God, give me understanding. If you look for it like you would look for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. So people walk around the world and they say they don't know what's true. They say um, they can't figure it out or uh, there's too many options. But this scripture of the wisest man who ever lived says, if you cry out to God for understanding. And if you look for it and you search for it like it's a hidden treasure, you will find it. There is, no, there is no ambiguity. There is no gray area here. It says, if you ask God for understanding and you ask him to show you the truth and you look for truth as you would look for silver or as you would look for hidden treasure, you will find it. You will find the knowledge of God because God gives wisdom From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success for the upright. God is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For God will guard the course of the just or the good man, and he protects the way of the faithful ones. You will understand what is right and just and fair every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So, this is if you ask God for truth or understanding and you look for it like you would look for a treasure. It says God will give it to you, and then you will understand, and wisdom will enter your heart. Discretion will protect you, understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from those whose words are perverse, who leave the straight path to walk in dark ways. They delight in doing wrong. They rejoice. They're happy at how bad evil is. Their paths are crooked, and they're devious or deceptive in their ways. Wisdom will save you from the adulterous person, the adulterous woman or man, from the seductive words that they have. So I tell the kids that people who are seducing you, their words sound really good they don't sound like bad words they sound like um they make it sound so good that it's hard to resist and <clears throat> i explained to them about how this adulterous person would seduce another person how a man might leave his wife or a woman might leave her husband to go find other partners and break their word to their spouse they leave the partner of their youth this is verse 17. They ignore the covenant they make before God. Surely their house leads down to death and their path to the spirits of the dead. And if someone goes to the adulterous man or woman, um, it says they do not return to the path of life. But you will walk in the ways of good and keep to the path of the righteous. The upright in heart will live in the land And the blameless will remain in the land. But the wicked will be cut off from the land. And the unfaithful will be torn from it. That's Proverbs chapter 2. So after I'm done with the reading of the chapter, which doesn't take a lot of time, I ask the kids, do you have any questions that I can answer? And a lot of times they do. And they ask me the questions and we talk about them. And then if they don't have questions or if we're done with the questions... I'll pick a verse, or I'll pick the main ideas out of the chapter, and I'll say, here's some ideas that we've read over, um, and I'll, I'll recap or give them a summary. I'll say, this says that if you want to know something that's true, or if you don't want to know what the truth is, the Bible says that you just have to call out to God and ask for truth and understanding, and then you have to look for it, um, and then you will gain understanding And you will have wisdom into your heart if you're asking God for it and you're looking for it. The Bible says you will find it, that God does not hide it from us. He does not keep it hidden from us. He just wants us to ask and look. That's it. It's it's pretty simple. So so we go over that, the main idea of the chapter. I just go over it with them that day. And then once we're finished talking about the chapter, um, we have a memorization that we do that we read every day. Right now we're doing Psalms 91. Um we read over that together and they know most of it, so <clears throat> they just say it with me. And if it's a new chapter that we're learning, um I'll read it to them every day until they start to remember it and then they'll say it with me as we go along. But at the beginning it's just me telling it to them. And I give them an incentive. I say if you um if you want to memorize this and tell it to me on your own, just you and me, and you can just say it to me, like the chapter Psalms 91, I think it has 16 verses or something like that. If you tell it to me on your own, then here's a, you know, reward that you will get if you do that. And it really motivates them and they want to memorize it. So they do. And then they come to me, they say it to me, and then I give them, they have different choices they can make for what reward they want. Some people want, um, different things they like for their hobbies. So, I'll just give them options for what they want so they memorize it you know over time and we do it every day together at our regular reading time so we go over the proverbs chapter first and then we go over our memorization chapter together and then <clears throat> sometimes we do things like we talk about um whatever's going on you know in the family sometimes we talk about um any questions that they might have. Uh, It's a time where we all come together and they can solve issues, things like that. And then at the very end, um, I'll ask somebody who can pray for our day since it's in the morning. um, In the morning time, I'll get somebody to pray over the day. And I'm just teaching them to get into that habit. And so then they go on and they do their regular work. They do their studies. They do their their housework, all those things, <clears throat> um, since we're homeschooling. And then as I go through the day, there are certain scriptures that I will pray um, on my own, you know, for my children, for my family. And I'll do that as well. But as it is in the morning, as a parent, it's my job to teach my children the foundation for life and to equip them with the tools that they need. to to get through life well. And I believe that the Book of Wisdom is the greatest tool. I believe that the scriptures are the greatest equipping element that we have for life and that the scriptures transform us from what we are to all that we can be and they give us a great anchor and um, truth is a solid rock that we can stand on in times of trial in times of challenge and conflict, and even in times of suffering, and so um, teach diligently, teach diligently those those scriptures and the and the wisdom to your children, and it will be the greatest the greatest equipping that you can do for their entire lives. So, I hope that encourages you. Um, and a final note. Um, I was going to mention at the beginning, um, I think it was a man named de Tocqueville was his last name. That's what's coming to mind. I'm not 100% on that, but I think it was de Tocqueville. There was a, a man who came to America whenever America was a new country because the people over in Europe wanted to know what made America so great. So he was sent over to find out where the greatness of America came from why we were growing, why we were um, prospering. And he went around the whole nation at that time, and he studied and looked at everything. He went to all the big cities. He did lots of things, and he wrote down his findings. And when he finalized his report, he said that what, in his opinion, what made America great was that when he went into the homes of the families, that every morning the father or mother would sit around the table with their children and read to them from the scriptures. And this was the foundation of the country, that the fathers and mothers were teaching principles of greatness and principles of wisdom to their children that were enduring and that were strong. And that's what made our nation strong, And so may that encourage you to do the same, and may that encourage you every morning, no matter how hard it is, no matter how your children are acting or what they're doing, (coughs) that you can create a strong foundation not only for your family, but for their children to come and our nation by teaching them the great principles of the Scripture. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take care and God bless. Thank you